Welcome to the Broadcast Storm, where it's all about helping you have a fun and successful career as an IT professional. And here's your host. He's a Safari Books online best-selling author, a double CCIE, and one of the top Cisco trainers in the world, Kevin Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Wallace and welcome to the Broadcast Storm. This is episode 52 and it's entitled preview of my Cisco Live US 2017 presentation. Yeah, this uh, podcast episode is going to be published on or about June the 15th, just a little bit before June the 15th, 2017, by the way, if you're listening to this far in the future. But that's going to be just a few days before Cisco Live US takes place out in Las Vegas. And for the first year, I'm really excited about this, I get to be a speaker. And the topic that I'm speaking on my session title is called Number Globalization and Localization for CCIA collaboration candidates. Now, I know that's a mouthful, but what I wanted to talk about in this episode was the theory behind number globalization, localization. What is it? Why do we need it? First of all, let me define a term for you. E.164. E.164 is a number format. It's a fully globalized number format, meaning that it has all the information you could possibly need to dial a number, to dial somebody's phone, and you could dial it from anywhere in the world, globally. That's why we call it globalization. For example, I live in Kentucky, and my local area code is 859. But if I'm calling my wife on her cell phone, instead of having to dial 859, I can just dial seven digits. I can dial the office code, and then I can dial the subscriber number. That's only seven digits. But let's say that I was in another country and I wanted to call her. If I just dialed seven digits, that would not be enough information. Because if I was in another country, I would need to say that I want to make an international call. Here is the country code for the country that I wish to call. And I would give the North American country code of one. And then I would need to give the area code within that country. I would need to give a lot more than seven digits. So the idea is when a call comes in to a Cisco Unified Communications Manager server, wouldn't it be great if we could store these incoming caller IDs in that globalized format? The reason I say this would be great if we could do that is when we go to call this person back, maybe we look through our call logs, and I'm at another site. I'm using Extension Mobility, and I've logged in at another site, and I'm looking at my call logs. Well, now, maybe I have to dial a different number of digits to call this person back as compared to my home office. But if Communications Manager has stored the fully globalized number, then we can use that number to place the call. Now, of course... We don't always need all those numbers. We put the responsibility on the local gateway at each site to determine how many of these digits should I send out. For example, let's say that I look through my call history and I see that I received a call from plus one eight five nine five 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 one two one two. Well, if I'm in the eight five nine area code, I might be able to dial just those last seven digits, without having to dial the plus and the one and the 859. And the gateway at my site, we're going to give it the responsibility of asking an if-then question. It's going to say, if this dial string begins with a plus 1859, then I'm going to discard that. I'm going to strip off those leading digits. I'm only going to send seven digits out to the PSTN, out to the public switch telephone network. So the gateway at my site has the responsibility of removing any unnecessary digits. But if I were over in another country and I was using extension mobility and I looked at my call log and I said, I want to call this person back. 
Well, in that case, yeah, I probably do need to dial that fully globalized number. I need to dial the plus and the one and the 859 and the other seven digits. Oh, by the way, the E.164 number, it begins with a plus sign. That's how you know you're looking at a fully globalized number. It begins with a plus sign followed by a country code. Now, different countries have different lengths of country codes. You might have a one-digit, a two-digit, or even a three-digit country code. And after that, you've got the number within the country. So one of the things I'm going to be covering in my presentation is I want to show people how to take incoming caller ID and expand it as necessary to a fully globalized format. And the way we can do that is we can set up some if-then rules on our gateway inside of Communications Manager. We can say if the ISDN ton, the type of number, is subscriber, then we want to add on a plus and a one in the area code. If the ton is national, meaning a long-distance call, and subscriber means a local call, if the ton is national, then we just want to add on maybe the plus and the one. If it's international, well, we might be receiving the plus as part of the caller ID. We might not want to do anything, but we can play this if-then game with incoming calls on the gateway. So the gateway, looking at the ISDN type of number information, that's part of the Q.931 protocol. It sends us that information. Based on the ton, we can expand the digits to an E.164 number, and we can store that inside of our Cisco Unified Communications Manager server. And that's going to be available when a phone presses the call log button. However, we might not want that globalized number showing up on our phone's display. It's a little confusing when we look down and my wife's calling, and it looks like it's an international call. We're beginning with the plus and the one and so on. I've got a neighbor, and he used to live in Tokyo, and when he would call me from Tokyo, I would see on my caller ID the entire E.164 number, the plus and, and whatever the country code was and the rest of the digits. So I could look and say, oh, yeah, yep, I know who that is. They're calling me from another country. Well, I don't want to have that feeling when somebody locally is calling me. If somebody locally is calling me, maybe I just want to see seven digits on my caller ID. So what we can do is say, yes, store the fully globalized number within Cisco Unified Communications Manager, but don't show that on the phone. On the phone, only show an appropriate number of digits. And we can do that using something called a calling party transformation pattern. We can have a pattern that represents, let's say, the plus and the one and the area code and the last seven digits, and we can put a dot a period in there after the plus and the one in the area code. And we can have a rule that says discard everything before the dot. It's called a pre-dot discard, leaving us with only seven digits. And we're going to put that in a partition. We're going to put that calling party transformation pattern inside of a partition. Then we'll put that partition inside of a calling search space. And we can assign that calling search space to either the phone directly or to that phone's device pool. And that means as the caller ID is coming into the phone, it's going to see if it matches this calling party transformation pattern. And if it does, we're going to strip off the plus and the one in the area code. And we're only going to see seven digits on the phone's caller ID. However, in the background, a Cisco Unified Communications Manager has stored the entire E.164 number. And we can access that by looking at our received calls or, or missed calls in our call logs. And we'll talk about a few other things in the presentation as well. But that's the main gist of it. I wanted you to get this sense for what we could do with caller ID, why it's a good idea to have fully globalized numbers stored in our Cisco Unified Communication Manager servers, why it's a good idea to see localized numbers as we're looking at the caller ID display on our phone, and understand that it's the responsibility of the gateway at each site 
to strip off any unneeded numbers when replacing a call to one of these fully globalized E.164 numbers. So if you're in the Cisco collaboration space, I hope this podcast episode has been beneficial to you. And if you're not a collaboration person, you're more into route switch, I hope this has at least expanded your vision of the collaboration space just a bit. And if you're listening to this before my Cisco Live presentation and you want to sign up, you're going to Cisco Live, let me give you the time. It's going to be at 8.30 a.m. on Thursday, June the 29th. 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time, Thursday, June 29th. And if you want to register for it, the uh, the code for the session is BRK for breakout session. It's BRKCCIE hyphen 3500. BRKCCIE hyphen 3500. And if you do happen to be attending, I'd love it if you would introduce yourself to me at the session uh, before or after and tell me that you listen to the broadcast storm. So for some of you, I'll be seeing you very soon in person in Las Vegas. And for others, I'll see you next time on audio in the next episode of the broadcast storm.